The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to another episode of Paper Route. Uh, Super excited about this one, Ashley. We have a a big guest. We have a big moment. And my pops used to always tell me as an athlete, son, it takes one play. And what he was saying was it takes one moment. Whether an athlete or young YouTubers trying to get the next great story. Super excited to be here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're on LSU's beautiful campus. You know what we're here to do. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I'm excited. Listen, you know, as a basketball fan, I'm excited. As a woman in sports, I'm extra excited. This is this is a big moment. Here we go. Yeah. You want to introduce her? I'll let you do the honors. You have the ball. You go ahead. You have the rock. So listen, sometimes as an athlete, uh, you have these moments where your play is legendary. But then the conversation around the moment is even bigger. Mm. And to me, that's where goats are made. Right? We talk about postseason all the time. We talk about championship. But when you think about some of the greatest athletes and some of the most legendary leaders from sports and entertainment, they've always had to stand up and deal with something. Um, Angel Reese, super excited to have you. Hey, thank you. <laughs> How do you feel? The last 48 hours, it's unbelievable. It's been a I haven't slept. And I haven't slept more than 10 hours in the last 48, so it's been crazy. But I mean, I'm happy to be in this in this position, to be somebody that I can, sta- I can stand for a lot of people and that look like me, honestly. So one of the things that I learned while we were here um, was that you were prepared for this moment, right? You talk about the last 48 hours not being able to sleep, but I go back to your press conference as a former athlete, a retired athlete, you know, I was always prepared for what's hap- whatever was supposed to happen on the field or even after. Like, you have to be in somewhat of control. Um, why was that important for you to actually make that statement? I mean, all season I've been wanting to make a statement because I've been criticized all year about who I am and how I play and how I talk on the court. So I think it was no better moment than now than after winning a national championship. I had the, I need the, I had the plan. I just need the platform. So I had it and I was just, I had it all written down. I knew what I was going to say and I just let the rest come from my heart. So, yeah. No, I mean, it was definitely a powerful statement. And I mean, I just, before we start diving into the conversations and we'll have them in a plethora of different types of conversations, I want to give you your flowers because when I was your age and I was a sophomore in college, 
you know, you're still trying to figure out who you are, not only as a person, but as yeah. a, a young woman. Right. And there's so much pressure on you, especially as a black woman, on what you should be and how you should be and what you should say and what you shouldn't say. Mm -hmm. And I know when I was your age, I, every single thing someone thought about me affected me in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I was trying to conform who I was to what everyone's opinion of me, of what I should be. And for you to have the confidence and the composure that you have at this age and to be able to go out there on that biggest platform and say what you said and mean what you said and not back down from what you said is something you should be so proud of. Yeah. I'm proud of it. Thank you. you know, it's just, it's very impactful to see that you have that at such a young age because I certainly didn't. And I know a lot of women who are in their 30s like me, we didn't have it when we were your age. And if I was on your platform, <laughs> girl, I might have went back to that locker room and started crying. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure it was mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy. Do you, do you know the moment that you're in right now? No, you I don't. don't. I still don't realize it. Like I still don't realize I won a national championship. Like I can't mm. even grasp the feeling because I don't think I've had the time to actually enjoy my moment. Like I haven't. When you say enjoy, why why not? It's just so much going on. Everybody's coming at me from different directions. I mean, it's hard. I am only 20 years old, and I, I'm here in Baton Rouge. I mean, my family's back home in Maryland. It's just my me, my mom, my brother. So I'm doing a lot of this on my own. And I'm taking a lot of good and the bad by myself so it's hard i mean i i don't know it's just hard and i i don't know where what direction to go yeah. in so i'm just trying to be cool with everybody and it's hard to say no yeah. like you said but i'm trying to embrace it all that was one of the things when we had this conversation a few days ago after you know lsu won i said it was unfair that we were even having you know these conversations yeah. because the focus should be on the dominant performance that you girls had in that game. I mean, that fourth quarter, you turned the Jets on and it yeah. was over. And that should be, and of course, you know, there's always gonna be discrepancies and, you know, conversations. People are gonna talk about officiating and certain things, and that's fine, it's part of the game. But the focus should be you girls, what you accomplished, bringing a championship to this campus, and we're not. We're talking about something so trivial and something that I feel like if this were happening during the men's championship game, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. And that's why I feel like it's unfair. Do you, do you, how do I want to ask this question? Um, I actually think that this is a good moment for women's sports. Yeah, I don't. Sure. This is where we disagree. Yeah. See, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. tell yes me why no. do you think this is a good moment? Like everything, the good, the bad, the controversy. Like, why do you think it's a I good moment? I can see both sides. I mean, I can see the positive, all the attention that the women's basketball is getting because this whole year, I've gotten nothing but a lot of support and so many people saying, like, I turned the basketball game because I wanted to see your team. Like, you guys have brought me to watch women's basketball. Some, a lot of men right. are not going to turn on the TV and watch women's basketball. It's not interesting. It's not entertaining. But at the same time, why are we going back and forth as women? Mm. If we're supposed to be growing the game together, why can't we be together? I feel like we've went into a space where it's black women against white women. Yes. And that's the negative part of it. So I guess you can see both sides. There is a positive and negative. I mean, I'm trying to be on the positive side, but I also have to fight for my people as well. So is there is there beef between you and Caitlin? No, there is no that's, beef. And yeah. That's there's actually no beef. That's like, and no. that's the unfortunate part about yeah. this because I think as competitors, you girls see it for what it is. Right. You know, trash talking is a part of the game. That's and when right. you win, you get to trash talk a little bit more right. than yeah, the girl yeah, yeah. you beat. Facts. Right. 
And I think that the athletes within the arena understand that and other athletes understand it's part of the game. Sure. And here we are having a conversation pitting two women who, whenever you girls make the decision to enter the W, it's going to be a fantastic day because you are exactly what the league needs and you're going to be what helps push it forward. And that's what the focus should be on. Instead, we're trying to create, manufacture a beef that does not right. exist. Yeah. And because there's so many different narratives within this one storyline, yeah. people are making something out of something that doesn't exist. And yeah. that's what the unfortunate part Facts. is, because they respect each other yeah. as both, Facts, I would for sure, assume. For sure. Have you guys uh, spoke? Since then? Spoken since then? No, we haven't. No. Um, it, it's, a, it's a powerful moment. I mean, you talk about black, ver black women versus white women. Um, the team that you have around you is Jennifer, J Kim, Kim, Kim. Monkey, so yeah, Kim, Kim. No, that's Coach Kim. Kim Coach Kim, yeah. And you Jennifer, have yeah. and Jennifer, yeah. Yeah. right? It's white women. Yeah. So how do they feel about this conversation being had between <laughs> black and white? Because everybody on this campus and on your team is riding high right yeah, now for sure. and got your back. Yeah. And nah. feel really good about you know, the last 48 hours? Yeah, I mean, honestly, our team is predominantly black. I mean, we have two white girls on our team, but they support us in everything that we do. I mean, they've always had our back in everything. I never have to worry about Coach Kim, she gets crazy. Like she, she. If you know her, she had the flamingo jacket. She don't with the play. Yeah, yeah, no, she's fine. <laughs> she don't. She gritties. She said no cap. Like she's hip to what we got going on. So she kind of has to accept like the fact that we are who we are, and I think that she embraces that. Like she loves us for who we are, and I've never honestly been under a coach where they can actually appreciate who I am. I was at Maryland before and I wasn't able to have a voice like this. Right. I wasn't able to speak my mind and actually just know my coach has my back. So. I love Kim Okin. I'm riding behind her. Well, the reason why I asked that que question and brought that up is because as athletes, when we walk into the locker room, and, and actually we talked about this yesterday on our show, it's hard for us to see color. Right. And people don't understand that. Like, I wish America looked like most of, majority of our locker rooms, yeah. right? So I, you got Coach Kim, right? You got her there, and she's leading the team. And then you have Jennifer, who is so... Uh, she plays a huge role in what you guys do off the court and on the court, yeah. right? But then we're having this discussion, and that's to me is like an American thing. It's not a, it's not a uh, uh, on the court thing. It's not an on the mm -hmm. field thing, yeah. you know. So I, I just wish that more people can understand how we operate in the locker room. Um, question for you: Are you going to the White House? We're gonna see. We'll di we'll, I don't we'll, know. We'll, we'll dive into that. We'll circle back. We'll we dive into see. that. Well, I mean, why, why we got to circle I mean, back? I mean, we can. Okay, let's let's dive into it. Notoriously, yeah. winners go to the White House. Yeah, That's, facts for sure. It's always Hands how down. it's been. Yeah. Second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place. You don't get to go. No, no, no offense, but we won. We go. Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden comes out, first lady, and says that she wants to invite both LSU and Iowa to the White House. And since then, has you know doubled back on those comments. But when you first see that. You, myself, and a lot of other people were like, why, was it a tie? Did, when did we start doing that? How does that feel that the situation, and we'll dive into it a little bit more, already has these undertones of racial bias and it's turned into that unnecessarily because again, it was simple trash talk within a sport. It's turned into a racial thing and now you have the first lady saying she's going to invite the runner up yeah. to the White House. How does that feel? knowing that that's never been done and in this situation now there's an exception possibly being made. I just know if the roles were reversed it wouldn't be the same. If we were to lose we would not be getting invited to the White House and I remember she made a comment about 
both teams should be invited because it would be the it was sports, sportsmanship. And I'm like, are you saying that because of what I did and what like that stuff like that? It it bothers me because you are a woman at the end of the day, mm -hmm. white, black, Mex it doesn't matter. You're a woman. You're supposed to be standing behind us before anything. So it's hard to see things like that and not to comment back on it. But at the same time, like. I have the platform right now where I can speak out and a lot of people have had my back through it. So yeah. I'm proud to be in a situation like this and nobody's giving her grace right now. Trust me, nobody's giving her grace and that's why she's trying to backtrack on what she said, so. There's there's this narrative that, you know, it's not always about race, that we make it about race. And it's in our heads, it's an imagine, it's an imaginary thing. It's, it's, it's sports is unifying, sports is colorist. And that's an ideal way of thinking about it, but in this situation here, you see it's not the case. And I wonder if going into the situation and knowing all the eyes and, and the spotlight that was going to be on this game, could you ever fathom that it would turn into this? No, I, I don't. I mean, to think about it, one, when you came to the game, were you coming to see that one team win or were you coming to see everybody win? And it's just hard to see that because we worked just as hard as Iowa did. And mm -hmm. I just know if the roles were reversed, it would not be the same. So it's hard for me to even imagine, like, what in your mind even thought for you to process of bringing both teams there. Last night, San Diego State lost. I didn't see her say, oh, mm -hmm. San Diego State is coming as well. That's, that's, weird. that's weird to me. So it's a double deficit. It's, it's being crazy. a woman yeah. and it's being a black woman. That's right. I mean... I'm sitting here and I'm really trying to listen and and learn, right? Because a woman's experience is totally different than a man's experience. Sure. Yeah. A black woman's experience is totally different than everybody's experience, experience right? right? Yeah. So I'm really trying to listen because it is so true. If you turn on the games on Sunday, mm -hmm. all we're doing is trying to make fun of the next guy, right? right. So Tyreek Hill, if he's playing against Justin Jefferson, he's going to do the gritty. Right, right? yeah. A cornerback shuts down Justin Jefferson, he's going to do the gritty. Right. Right? Uh, someone's playing against Aaron Rodgers, they're going to throw up, the, you know, the discount double check. Right, yeah. But in y'all's sport, it's totally different. I, I truly believe that this is a, a defining moment, um, not in sports, but in women's sports. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, that's why I, I think that you know, the good and the bad is going to help push the mm -hmm. game forward. I think there was an all-time record in It was 9.9 million viewers. And on ESPN Plus, it was the most viewed college event, male or female, ever. Right. So it's for people who say nobody watches, watches. women's sports, nobody watches women play basketball, women play right. softball, women play that. Obviously, it's not it, true. It was, it was so good. I mean, just the storylines. And I'm glad that you and Caitlin uh, are on the same page and it's, it, there's no beef there. It's all just competitive uh, spirit, good well, competitive spirit. Let's, let's dive into that conversation. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the gesture scene around the world. Apparently, that, that this is so <laughs> offensive that we're having these in-depth, you know, conversations about it. Caitlin did it against um, South Carolina, yeah, and everyone celebrated her for it. And I was one of the people who thought it was cool. I loved yeah. it. I'm here for trash talk. I love it, especially when women get into you know, that mode, and they're like, we're ballers too. We can Facts. hoop or we can do whatever the men can do. We got that same energy. Love it. You do it, absolutely loved it. But the results and the um, acceptance of it were drastically different. Yeah. And I know people like to say that, or what? rather, what is your pushback against the people who say, well, it's different? 
she did it when she was up, you know, and she did it to the bench and she did it in the game and, and you did it, you know, you sought her out and you did it. What is your pushback against the people who are using that as the justification for how they've responded to you doing the exact same hand gesture differently than how they've seen her do it? It's honestly, it's no excuse. I don't think that there's an excuse for that. I mean, but the thing is, I've had a narrative all year where they told me I was too hood, I was too ghetto. She plays dirty, she plays too hard. But every time I, anything I do, it goes viral. Every, every single time, positive or negative. When she did it, everybody was so happy. When I did it, it was an issue just because of what I look like. And people are saying she still had 30. This, we, they lost. That's, and then they, they lost and we won and we celebrate how we want to celebrate. And that's just, I'm passionate about my teammates and those South Carolina girls, they're my girls and they SEC girls. So nobody's going to disrespect them. And they also disrespected my teammate Alexis before the game. So I don't really take disrespect lightly and especially when it comes to family and my girls. So I'm going to stand behind it regardless who likes it or not. There was uh, a lot of people standing up, um, but I want to focus on like athletes. Yeah. Um, who stood up, had your back <laughs> that you were like, yo, that's dope. My Uncle Shaq, he's the one. Um, I saw oh, he went hard. He did. He did. Uncle he Shaq did. don't play about me. He yeah. don't play about me. Uh, LeBron, I think LeBron had said something. Um, your boy, Mitchell, he said something. Uh, it was a lot of, a lot of people. Tari Tari yeah. yeah. A lot of people said something that I didn't even know watched. What? Like rappers, Future text me. Yeah. Said, like just all these different kinds of people. I was like, wow. Not that you know. need it. But how does it feel to have it? Because I think a lot of the times women, especially black women, sometimes feel that when things go down, they're on an island by themselves. Yeah. That the support that they give out to other causes, especially men, is not reciprocated when it's time to reciprocate it. And you had this monumental moment and a lot of people could have looked the other way and said, yeah. oh, well, you know, it's not really my problem. I'm not going to get involved with it. That's a woman's thing. It's a woman's issue. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. So how does it feel to have that backing, that support system? Again, not that you need it because you can hold your own. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just helping grow the, ga the game again. I mean, I'm just happy all these people are actually respecting a black woman and what she has to say. Um, I didn't do it for publicity. I did it because that was the one was on my heart and all year I just felt like I needed to say that for the girls that feel like they don't have a voice. I feel like I have the platform, I have the voice and a lot of people listen to what I have to say. So being able to be in that position, I, like I said, I wrote that down earlier on and I knew this is my moment, I have to say this. And I know that a lot of people can actually be impacted by this. So, um, What's next? <laughs> the parade tomorrow? I mean, I don't know. It's a parade inside my Turn city. <laughs> it's a parade inside my city. Yeah. Right. There's going to be a lot of people here. Not for sure. So, um, a year ago to this day, you made a decision. Well, you entered the transfer portal. You know, it was literally damn near a year. I know. Okay. It's crazy. Time flies. You just mentioned Coach Staley in South Carolina. You had an opportunity to go there. Yeah. How did you choose here? One, I had my visit set up to South Carolina, and I was like, right, I'm going there. So my teammate, Katiri, me and her have gone way back. We've been knowing each other since we were 14. She was like, come visit LSU. And I was like, all right, I mean, I don't know why. I'm, I'm kind of, I was scared to go away from home. Even coming out of high school, I was scared. So that's why I stayed home at Maryland. And when Katiri called me, she was like, Kim doesn't think she can get you. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I'm open to taking wherever fits me. I don't know, I, I'm not ducking anything. So when I came on a visit, 
everything was perfect. They laid everything out for me as far as my plan, my goals, what you can accomplish. And they never never promised me points, a statue, anything. Mm. I, they knew I, was, I wanted to be happy again and I wanted to gain confidence again within my game and that's everything I wanted. And everything else has just been a plus lately. So I'm, I'm happy to be here at LSU and I don't think I would be able to do what I'm doing right now anywhere else. Right. Can you speak to that when you just say confidence? I feel like, you know, well, obviously, a lot of people say this. Obviously. Sports is a microcosm of society, yeah, yeah. right? Um, confidence is a big thing, whether you're an athlete or, you know, a nurse or yeah. at-home dad, yeah. at-home mom. You have to f- make sure you fight for your, your confidence every single day. Mm. Like, if you don't have it, life's going to be hard. Yeah. People see you in this moment, and they're celebrating you. Yeah but they don't understand what you went through Facts. your freshman and sophomore year. Can you speak a little little bit about going to your hometown school, right, and how things transpired before you entered the transfer? Yeah, so freshman year, I had a lot of expectations. I was a Big Ten player of the year. Um, until my fourth game, I broke my foot, so I didn't play 14 games. Came back in March, the team was already rolling, so I couldn't do anything. They were playing, we lost in the C-16, and I was like, all right, bet, now I can grind, get back. Sophomore year, I'm about to get at it. Eight months from my first foot surgery, eight months later, I had to get another surgery. I had a, I had a rod put into my leg. So I have a rod going through my leg because I had a shin splint. So I'm like, wow. my confidence completely dropped. I'm like, do I want to play basketball anymore? Like, mm. back to back, I have high expectations. Everybody thinks I'm going to do this. And I don't even believe I can do it anymore because I just thought I had gained my love for the game back and then I lose it again. So I made USA Basketball right before I had to get surgery and I had to make a decision was I going to go back or just get surgery and get ready for season. I was like, let me get ready for the season. Had surgery in July, came back in about August, September. I wasn't starting going into my sophomore year and finally I got the opportunity to start and since then I just went skyrocket. I think I averaged 17 and 10 last my sophomore year and then I was like, this might be my time to go. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I think I've I've done everything I can do at Maryland and I've grown and mentally as a woman I feel like I've been into a spot where I've been at my lowest now where can I go and I had to trust God I I took the scariest step of my life going away from home I've only had my mom and my brother going thousands of miles away I was scared I was scared but I don't think if I didn't take this step in life I would be in this position I'm in right now you speak on that confidence and going back to what we said earlier you know being a young woman there are so many things that are constantly on attack 
you know, of that confidence. There are so many things that are constantly question, making you question yourself that want, that are only there to make you question yourself and strip away at that mm -hmm. confidence. Every stage in your life that gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And now you are fresh off a national championship. That spotlight is gonna be different. There are gonna be a lot more people who wanna tear you down and lift you up. Mm -hmm. And that's the unfortunate reality of the world we live in, especially the sports world where you know, for all of the things that they have done so well and the progressions that we have made as a society and within sports, it's still highly misogynistic. Right. How do you protect that confidence to let it continue to grow and to not be affected? I trust God. I mean, every day I pray for the good days and the bad days. And I have a great support system behind it. I don't read a lot of negative things. I mean, I think it comes, it comes when it comes, but I have so many people that support me and I'll have my back. I know that what I'm doing is right. I know what I'm doing is right and it can help a lot of people. And imagine if I didn't say this stuff. Right. I probably wouldn't be talking to y'all yeah. right now. Right. I wouldn't be able to be impacted by so many people. So I'm glad I'm able to have this and being able to talk and help people. So. And you're good for a clap back on Twitter. Oh, period. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My mama is too. My mama is. Does it? Does it? Does it get exhausting? Does it, does. it get hard? Yes. Be, can, yes. Can you speak to that? Because, like, as an athlete, you you try to eliminate distractions, yeah, yeah. and it's hard to take in any type of negativity because it it it, it stays with you yeah. in a lot of areas. So you try not to. But right now, you're in this moment where you have half of. Uh, the United States or half of the world rolling with you and yeah. rocking with you and then there's another half that's like yo this is a, yeah. like you said a thug yeah. or this is and this it's hard because social media so, sometimes makes you feel man. like the world's a lot smaller than what right. it actually yeah. is and I'm guilty and yeah. I know you're guilty of feeling like that sometimes all those comments come at you yeah and you feel like that's the majority of the world mm -hmm because it's so close in proximity to you, you forget it's such a small piece really? of the population. Do, do you feel you need, because it, it can be exhausting, do you feel like you need a little break or are you gonna keep going? No, I need a break. Yeah. Under, but yeah. I understand I have a brand. Like, at the space I'm in right now, NIO is where, it's where, it, where it is right now. I mean, that could dictate how long I stay in college right now. And just being mm. able to know, like, I have to protect my brand and everything I post right now is being watched. It, it's, it's a magnifying glass at everything mm -hmm. I do. So yes, I take, I try to take a break as much as I can, but I still got to get this money. So what, what's that line for you? Because as individuals, you want to protect your dignity. When someone comes out of pocket, your natural reaction is to pop back yeah. because you're coming from my character. Facts. You're not talking about my game. You're not talking about my shoes. You're not talking about something trivial. You're talking about me. And I know that I struggle with that. Brandon, I know you've struggled with that, where it's like, where's that line? Where, okay, I'm, I'm a brand, I'm an enterprise. You know, I have a lot more to lose than the person coming at me, but I don't take disrespect lightly. Like you said, where's that line for you? I mean, honestly, I think my most respectful way of saying it is when I do things like that. That's my most respectful way of doing it. I mean, there's so many things I can definitely say, but I feel like, a lot of people do have my back and knowing that, that, I have, that I have so many people that do have my back, I don't really worry about the negative when it comes to that. But when I do come out and say certain things about how I feel, I think that's the positive way of saying it instead of just trying to clap back at everybody. What, what I'm impressed with uh, is that you were prepared for this moment, mm. right? All year, you took notes. Uh, I keep talking about athletes, but we say we don't hear the noise. We yeah. say we don't read the negative. But the Kobe Bryants of the world, 
the Michael Jordans of the world, the LeBron James of the world, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Angel Reese's of the world. You know what y'all do? Y'all take notes, yeah. right? And y'all use it as fuel. Yeah. And then when that moment was, was presented to you, you were prepared in the press conference. You were strategic. You were calculated, right? Um, and it was so clear and concise. That's what I'm impressed with because it is hard when you see all these things happen and you know, how to navigate through it, how to respond. Um, even the, the whole White House thing, did you sit back with your team before you responded to it? Because a lot of people loved exactly how you showed up. You showed up unapologetically. Yeah. I know you love that word right yes, now. me too. And you showed up as yourself. You didn't go out there and put some politically uh, political statement out there. Yeah, no. You said, we're not coming, period. Yeah, period. Right? Um, how calculated was that? Did you have people sitting around and like, hey, look, you know, how should we respond to this? No, that was this? from the heart. That was from the, the, the mind. It was that. That was yeah. what it was in the moment. I mean, as soon as that happened, we hit the group chat like, what we doing? Mm. Y'all, y'all trying to go? Like, what? Because if y'all... Y'all don't, we not going, we not going. And our, my coach, she's, she's telling us, just be patient, she got this. And that's why she came out with that statement this morning. We made a, couple, a, a lot of phone calls. And that's why she wants to come out and apologize. But at the same time, the damage is I don't done. accept the, I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't accept the apology. Because mm. of, you Jill, said what you Jill said. Biden. Yeah. First the, lady, the first wife, lady. yeah. You said first what you lady. said and you, you meant what I you said. I said what I said. And like, yeah. you can't go back on certain things that you, you say, I mean, you felt like they, they should have came because of sportsmanship, right? They can have that spot. Like, we'll go to the Obamas. We'll, we'll, we'll see, <laughs> I'm gonna see Michelle. Does, I'm gonna see Barack. Hold on, hold on. So did, did you guys speak to the first lady? No, apparently she was supposed to come to our locker room before the game, but we said no. Before the game? Yeah, they were all, she was supposed to come to our locker room and go to Iowa's locker room. I don't know if she talked to the, the lock, them. I don't know if she did, but we said we didn't want to. We didn't, we didn't want her coming Why? to the locker. I think Joe Biden had put somebody else to win a national championship. He didn't even put us on his, his bracket to get out of Baton Rouge. So I was like, bet. Oh, you weren't bet. even on the bracket. We weren't even out of, no, we had, we were only, we didn't even get out of Baton Rouge. I think that he said oh, we were going to wow. lose to Michigan or something. Does, he does, see what people, go, does LSU ah! right now, I, I mean. I love it. You talk about the group chat. Do you girls feel like you right now are the most disrespected national champions like in recent We're the most history? hated. We are because most it's, hated. It's insane. And you love it. I and love you it. love it. <laughs> she's, she's in her villain mode. She, no, I love it's it. It's insane to I love me it. that like, yeah, you can hate on a team yes. throughout the whole tournament and say, oh, they're not going to win. All year though. Right, All right. year. Yes. Totally. You can hate on a team the whole tournament and be like, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. But when they finally win, what do you most say of now? the time you say, all right, they won. I got to get them nah. the respect. But it seems like and again, this goes back to that moment, that right. game, that hand gesture, how it's completely changed the course of the way that we have always done things, and that, that is celebrate and uplift I the winner. So it's hard. I mean, when you hear people say it's not about race, do you say, okay, then what is it about? Because nothing else makes sense. It, no, look, I do. Like, everything LSU has done, they downplayed all year. Our out-of-conference schedule was weak. The SEC was weak, mind you. Four teams were still in the, to the Sweet 16 going into the Elite Eight. So you're saying all these things, Coach Mulkey is a racist, all this stuff. She has a team full of black women that stand on her and stand behind her back. You have Didi, Taya, all of them mm -hmm. coming from Baylor. She was at Baylor. Yeah. They don't go to Baylor. They come to LSU to support her just to see everything we got all year. I knew what was coming. I knew they were not going to be satisfied because now what they're saying is they won't do it again next year.
Mm. And I think that just leaves a target on our back and I think that keeps us humble because all year it was like, we ain't got nothing to lose. And yeah. everybody said we wasn't supposed to make it here. So whenever we, when we got there, we was like, oh, all right, so I guess now we got to double it. Right. I love the competitive spirit, right? Like that sports and it's, it's weird and it's interesting to me that, you know, you guys are being thrown in this box like, oh, this is how a lady's supposed to act. Yes. Right? Because that's that's the type of energy we on. Not oh, you you didn't pick us? Yeah. Oh, there ain't nothing to talk about. That's a bad, yeah, that's you a bad, understand, bad, but but yeah. even in this moment, we're still saying, no, this is how an, a lady is supposed to operate and supposed to act. But when we're talking about sports, we're talking about athletes here, right? We're not, we're not having breakfast at Tiffany's. There ain't no tender. Nah. We're the, <laughs> the ball. The ball. I think uh, Ali Krieger um, and Tony Presley. We had them on our show in season two, and I believe they said um, the ball knows no gender. No, it was um, uh, a driver. She said the she said the ball knows no sport. Right. I mean, knows no gender, right. right? And that's what we're highlighting here is like how the men act on the court, we need to celebrate how, when the women act the same way. I mean, there's definitely a double standard, but I think that there's a universal similarity when it comes to race and athletes. It seems as though, and I'd love to hear your you know, perspective on that, because it seems as though the world wants black athletes to be humble. But, you know, when white athletes go out there and they boast and they peacock and they, and, you know, they're talking trash and, and it's to, they're talking X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z before the game even happens, it's celebrated. It's, oh, wow, you know, ultimate competitor. And it's all mm -hmm. these words that are used in a positive way. But when black athletes do it, it's, oh, he's doing too much. Oh, yeah. oh she, she's extra. Oh, she's loud. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's ghetto. Yeah. Why do you think there's this constant need to humble black athletes? I don't know. I actually really don't know. The, th the, th the crazy thing is I have a brother. He plays at the University of Maryland. He's on the men's basketball team. So he talks trash. And to be able to see, he'll say, give me that ish. And he won't get a tech. And to see that, like, me and my brother have always worked hard. We've, we've worked out together all our lives. We've done everything together. And then when you get to a point where we're both at the same level in college, he can get away with things that I can't get away with. It kind of makes me look at my brother like, damn, can, can I? Can I get some grace sometimes? Right. So, but the thing is, I think a lot of black men and a lot of black women, they, we support each other. And that's why sometimes it's hard because I, I don't like to see when black people tear each other down. And it's hard to see that. Um, we also had to go through that this year when LSU played South Carolina, it was a big thing. Mm -hmm. And they said even, they were even saying things about South Carolina before the uh, Iowa game that they were too hood. It was gonna be a bar fight. And just seeing things like that, and I think we have a good back. I think a lot of people back us up, so I think we're gonna. There's even differences in the way that the game is called. No, so yeah. There, if you watch, because I watched LSU all season, and if you watch, you know, in moments where you know you're showboating or yeah. you get attacked, you know, you'll hear the color commentators say, "Oh well," and you'll let her emotions get the best of her. Yeah. But you flip to the men. And it's like, oh, he's in his zone. It's a moment. Yeah, it was a tech, but you know, he's right. competing. It's, it's a drastic difference in the way that men and women are talked about within the game. Yeah. Not just basketball, across all sports. And I wonder, I mean, this is a great question for you. 
is there any way of bridging that gap? Mm. How do you change that narrative? Because now it's not just the fans. Now it's not just social media. There are drastic differences in the way it's even talked about when there are people who are supposed to report on the game in a universal way, and there's still bias, yeah. gender bias in those conversations. Yeah, I, I think America got caught with its pants down, right? Um, this moment, right, your moment, you had Caitlyn doing the same thing that you did, right? And she was celebrated. Mm -hmm. You turn around as a competitor, do the same thing. The conversation changes. Mm -hmm. You can't run, you can't hide from that. Like we have to have this conversation. So when you ask me, you know, how do we bridge the gap? I, it's not even about that, it's like, it exists. All, there's so many layers to this conversation. Right. Uh, women's sports, men's sports, black women, white women. There's so many ways we can take it. It's not that I love it, but I feel like before we can even confront something or mm -hmm. deal with something, we gotta be able to say, like, let's bring it to the surface. It's here. Like, it's so interesting, right? The guy from Barstool. What's the other guy's name? Oh, Keith Oberman. I called him out, though. Keith, Keith yeah, Oberman. Real quick. Big Shaq called him yeah. out. So that's, that, that's the interesting thing for me is that we, we, we got caught with our pants down and we got to no, have the conversation. No, we didn't. They did. Well, yeah, for they, The yes. same people who claim that sports is colorist yeah. and, and, you know, unifying and, you know, I just, I'm just here for good back, got caught that that only applies when athletes of a certain skin color, black athletes stay inside the box that they're comfortable in. They don't venture too far, they're not too loud. Right. They're not too over the top. They're not too, you know, hood. They're not too proud to be where they're from. They're right. not too this, they're not too that. Once you step outside of those four lines of that box, all of a sudden now you're a problem. Yep, I 100% agree. Before we move on though, I do wanna ask you this because Everyone was uplifting Caitlyn when you did the hand gesture because they were like, she's focused. She's not even looking at her. Did she see you? She saw me. Okay, she, she saw She acting you. like she ain't saw me. She saw me. She ain't see you. She was focused. She, she saw me. She And somebody walking to me like angle? this. I can see somebody walking to me Peripheral like that. Peripheral bit. Because you know in the videos they were saying she's focused. She has that mentality. She's not even looking at her. She's not. That was one of the justifications and the uplifting nah, of her. Nah, she saw me. Trust she saw me. You? She saw me. It was a lot of Because I was following her for a good couple... Like 10, 15 seconds. I was like this and I kept doing this. <laughs> Why did you follow her? For everyone using I that. wanted her to make sure she saw me. I wanted her to make sure she saw me. It, it, was, it was time. It, was, it time. was time. It was time. There was a lot behind that. It was. It was a lot of energy. It was. It was. That's, that's sports. Um, before we push the conversation forward, right, um, big moment on the court, off the court, um, what's the message? Let's be clear here. Mm. You know, I, uh, I loved your presser after the game. Yeah. Um, and if it's the same, it's the same. But now that time has passed, um, every day there's something else popping up. Yeah. The White House, you know, this person making this comment, that person making that comment. A lot of people joined the conversation. Let's be clear here. What is the message? What do you want people to walk away from with? Be who you are. Stand, stand your ground. Um, don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody has to say about me. I'm always going to be who I am. And, like I said, unapologetically angel. That, that's just who I am. And never, never feel like you're too much for somebody or you're too loud or you're too ghetto. Be who you are. And I think that has got me to where I am. I don't think that, I mean, the negative people are gonna say what they have to say and that's on them. But I know I've impacted a lot of people and a lot, a lot of little girls look up to me and say, 
I want to be Angel Reese. Mm. I want to do the things that she does one day. Mm, and I good. know that a lot of women, yes. especially women of color, black women specifically, myself included, are so proud of you for Thank the way you. that you carried yourself. Thank you. The way that you have been able to triumph over a lot of just the ugliness and the negativity. And like I said, I was not nearly as confident when I was your age. And the only thing that I can say to you is don't let anybody ever strip that confidence from you. You continue to grow it and nurture it and don't let anybody put you in a box because there is somebody looking up to you right now that is going, what you did is going to make their path to a similar destination, the same destination, a lot easier. And if it's just one person, you did your job. You continue to be unapologetic and it will continue to pay off for you. So sure. I am proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, very proud of you. Um, 2020, we're in a pandemic. Yeah. A lot of people were in a bubble. Bubble. Um, I wasn't in the bubble. You in the how, bubble? how was your experience, you know, uh, this tournament compared to the men, right? Like in a bubble, we there was a lot of oh my highlighted between yes. the men's facilities yes. um, compared to the to, to the women. Real bad. Did they get it right this 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 year? I didn't really see what the men got. I mean, I think the food and stuff was better because yeah. now we're getting per diem and stuff, so we ain't got to worry about eating the, mm -hmm. that food. But yeah. um, I think it was definitely much better. Then putting the March Madness instead of women's March Madness on the courts, I think that was just a start. Um, to see how many viewers we're getting now, that's a that's another thing. So it was definitely bad 2020. I remember the the weight room, the gear it's that we were getting, the food was crazy. Yeah, it was bad. Right. Is there room for improvement? Oh, it's, there's always room for improvement. I think the gear for sure is something that we can definitely improve on. Um, I think it, would, it definitely was better, for sure. I've seen growth, so I'm just happy there is growth. Yeah. Earlier, you, uh, you talked about Neil, your brand. Yeah. Um, and that determining how long you stay in college. Yeah, for sure. You're eligible to go to the WNBA, right? No. You're I not? Two years. I have to at least graduate. I'm a, technically a junior. I'm a sophomore, but I'm a junior, too. So what's the rule? Two years. You have, to, you have to graduate college. You have to graduate or be 22 to go to the job. Yeah. So I'm not 22 or I haven't graduated. That's different than it's, the NBA. Different oh, no, you can be one and done for an NBA. Yeah. What? Women, hold they, on, they why hold is that? The, the pay gap. I mean, the pay gap is, and we only have, you know, we have 12 teams and 12 players on each team. That's 144 people in the league. Right. There's not enough spots. So you, so you have to, like, wait. Yeah. Wow. And, and the way, even, is that fair? Is that fair? I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me when it's, you say you only have 12 teams, you have 12 spots, yeah. right? So, like, we can't just flood, mm -hmm. you know, the draft every single year yeah, with right. all these new players. So I can understand that, but, like, it, it, something doesn't seem fair to me. But I think, I mean, even with NIL now in the picture and knowing the drastic discrepancy Man, between yes. what men and women make professionally. Literally. There's not even, I don't even feel like there is a rush for I'm women not in, in a college rush. to even I'm make that transition. Right I yeah. am I'm the really? no rush to go to the league, no. Because the money you can The make, money I'm making is right. more than some of the people that are in the league that might be top players. How much you make? Huh? How much you make? <laughs> Why? Can you, you, never you, that. <laughs> you never spill that. You never spill that. Spot them at 20. Spot them at 20. I got you so much. You got me? What's your, uh, your biggest purchase to date? Today, You're I haven't made a big purchase. Oh, but the price went up. The, I'm making a purchase coming these next two weeks. What, I like what that. What were we thinking? I'm getting a new car for sure. Nice. And I'm moving into a new place, so. Okay, all right. Um, what type of car are we looking a at? A Benz. 
I want me. My a mama Benz. got. Well, my mom pays for my car right now, so I was like, I got it. I, I got it now. She got my parents paid for my college. My car in college. Yeah. Too, so I mean, I'm, <laughs> I was taking that, embracing that for a little while, and I was like, Nah, mom. I, I guess I'll get me something new now. Uh, whenever or whenever someone wins a championship, there's all, always like these classic photos, right? <laughs> I feel like a dope photo for you is getting off the plane and you got like all these bags. Yeah. Did you see that? With the yes. flowers. <laughs> Everybody's seen everything. Everybody's watching everything you do oh, right yeah. now. It was yeah. the Prada, the Louis, the Neiman. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. No, yeah. Where'd you go shopping? No, actually some of my friends and my, my agent got me that stuff. So. Oh, I ain't wow. even get to drop a bag yet. You ain't drop a bag yet? No. So we're going straight to the Mercedes dealership. We're probably, yeah. Uh, Why don't you just call them and have them give you one for free? Because no, you talk about name, image, no, likeness. No, yeah, we're reworking. Well, I mean, listen, you call yourself the Bayou Barbie, which I absolutely the love. Barbie. Lashes, edges laid. Also, I had to explain to Brandon the difference between wig glue and edge control because he didn't know the difference. Oh, my God. If you um, put on one. Yeah, he did not know the difference. And I said, there's a drastic difference, sir. You don't have any kids? Yeah, I do. You have a daughter? Yeah, I do. She's so eight. you better get it right. <laughs> I told him. If you put some Ziggy. glue on her I told hair. Him. That wouldn't be good for her going to school. Yeah, I just need them baby hairs sitting right. You know how to do them? No, not yet. You oh, okay. got to teach me. So okay. so what's the difference? Well, okay, wig glue, first of all, is drastically stronger. Drastically stronger. <laughs> like, drastically stronger. Drastically you want something stronger. to hold. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's for like holding all day. Like a whole oh. scalp. Yeah, you're hair. holding a whole, yeah. like, unit. Edge controls, just the front. Just okay. the front, little yeah. front. I mean, we, I've always been somebody who has never understood why beauty brands, hair care brands, are not investing into females yeah. who play college sports. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times, lashes done, nails done, right. and you're still out there Ooh. doing, you know, just incredible things, court, field, wherever it is that you are. Have you been reached out to by any beauty yeah. brands who no, want to? No, yes, definitely. Yes? I'm definitely going to be working lashes and stuff um, off season. Actually, some of the hair I wear is from a girl, Taya Cooper. She she got oh, the yeah. hair for me, yeah. So she been she been helping me a lot of stuff. A lot of the older girls, like, they've been helping me a lot with this stuff. And they're starting their own brand, so I'm definitely going to be repping that stuff. So a lot of brands have definitely reached out now, especially the black-owned brand. Love that. So they have definitely done that. So last week, Deshaun Jackson was on Paper Route, and we had this uh, classic debate. And a lot of people that watch our show say I got cooked, right? Because we were talking about name, image, like not yeah. name, image, likeness. We had Shador uh, yeah, Sanders yeah, yeah. on. We were talking about Bronny James, and basically, I was on the side of the argument where someone like you can start your own brand, your yeah. own product, own hair care line, skin care line. They're saying no one's thinking about that. They're just going to take the brand deal or the easy no the easy money it's not quite how so, we said so, it so so you how have <laughs> you have let's say you have l'oreal over here or sephora like uh, is you that still you a said thing l'oreal yeah l'oreal l'oreal i said l'oreal it's l'oreal same thing so you have <laughs> okay. them over here okay um you have sunday to sunday over here okay and then you have an opportunity to launch your own brand right and own it and grow I'm it in my brand Okay, but he's, but thank you. he's skipping thank some you. Steps, But you though. also... He's, I, he's skipping the full conversation. Okay, yeah. What we said was a lot of people within college programs... Now, when we talk about Bronny James or yourself, you just hit one million followers. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, the bag's different. Yes, ma'am. That, you know, starting your own brand may not be something you're able to do. You don't have really the following. You don't have the capital. No, yeah. 
so taking the money that's given to you by existing brands can help you do that down the road. Yeah, no, yeah. Brandon was like, nah, we don't need their money. I'm going to start it off the bat. So that's kind of where we differ. I say take the bag and then start your brand yeah, down no. the road. Don't try to do it beforehand. Yeah, no, I couldn't just jump out the gate with this stuff. I've been in I.O. now for what? It's been two years now? Yeah. So my first year, I was just taking money. I was going anything, and now, like, I have to say no to certain things that I don't like or don't want to put on my Instagram. Right. I don't think right. that's just value for me. Yeah. So I think all money is not good money. Mm. So honestly, that was kind of the hardest part of transitioning. Can, can you speak to uh, uh, the younger athletes out there or even your peers yeah. um, around their approach to the business off the court, off the field, off the, you know, the pitch, right? Because I feel like now, you know, this whole um, movement, NIL movement, some athletes are putting the fame before the game or the money before no, the yeah. game, right? Oh so God. like, what have you learned as pretty much a pioneer in this whole movement and can share with the younger athletes or your peers? Okay, so first, my biggest thing going into the NIL thing, I think was, Understanding like some people are going to get deals based off looks. Mm. Their game may not speak for anything that they have going on. There's a lot of people that are getting big NIL deals and don't produce mm -hmm. anything or don't put as much work into what we do that are actually doing both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think product productivity on the court and then going into looks, I think that's how brands should do it. I mean. Of course, somebody that may have pulled, I mean, Bronny is, is, is a good player, but he's gonna get a deal regardless of, just because of his name, mm -hmm. rather than a player that's maybe like my teammate Alexis, she is a, she's a great basketball player, but she may not have all the resources as the platform to do it. So I just feel like productivity, I think that should go first when the brands are coming at you, like, why are you not offering somebody that's, that, that is getting buckets, not just the one that looks cute? Mm -hmm. But I guess, I guess it goes into the brand stuff, but, for me, going into the NIL, I was just wanting to find my niche, my thing. My thing is I'm the Barbie. Like, mm -hmm. nails, lashes, hair, all that, that's me. Like, that's who I am going to be. You can't be this. You have to make yourself different from everybody else. Yeah. You can't always be the same person. And people always ask me, how do you get deals? How do you get deals? I was like, I'm just me. Like, I just be who I, who I am. Have you ever found uh, yourself distracted chasing the business off the court? Nah, the lady yeah. I work with, she's she's great. She she makes sure everything is, is good. Um, I take breaks because, especially during uh, March Madness, I was like, I'm locked in from this date mm -hmm. to this date. I'm only posting on this day. No game day posts, no. Mm -hmm. Like, just having a schedule, I think that that's what helped yeah. me. Yeah. Is that a hard realization to come to that when it comes to business and the brands of, you know, regarding NIL, actually business in general, but specifically NIL, that productivity doesn't outweigh this yeah no that happens a lot even color I don't think certain brands are gonna work with a black athlete I'll, I'll tell my agent like you actually think that they'll work with me like wow. do you think that they'll actually or I'll look at one of my like peers and just seeing like dang she got that deal like mm -hmm. she they got they got that deal like wow but I never compare because I think my opportunity is always gonna come and and arise so I've never got into that but sometimes I do look like is it because she's white Mm -hmm. or she looks like this, or she's this tall, like things like that I do look into sometimes. That's, that's interesting. You're bold, yeah. you're unapologetic. Let's be that right now. Top three brands you wanna work with right now, and you can't Period. name uh, Mercedes Benz, because we already said that one. Oh, I wanna work with Fenty. Oh, I Fenty's know, that's right, girl. Top one. <laughs> um, 
That's like my top. I don't really have. Beauty or oh, Fenty does. Fenty is like everything. Fenty, that's she got beauty and like the clothing. I think, the, the I think clothing pattern beauty would be a good one for you too. Yeah. With the edges and the yeah, no. I need. Like I want to make my own edge control. Yeah, that's something for like that's listen, next girl. Big thing. If it can last you a whole game, that's game, what I'm saying. I need something because some no, of this edge control is not hitting the way yeah, it should. No. There's okay. a there's a brother in this space. He came from Procter and Gamble. His name is Keenan Beasley. Yeah, uh, he he he's into some of those things. Yeah, connect you with him. I love that. Yeah. Um, how many followers before we end the show? Some fun stuff. How many followers have you gained over the last three days? A whole lot of them. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I came to LSU with 70K followers. Wow. I came to LSU. A year ago. No, not even, not even a year. In not, August. Not even a year ago. Yeah. Not How many even, followers? I came here with 70K followers on Instagram. Yeah. Mm. And now I have a million and point one, maybe. Wow. Yeah. The last three days is the biggest jump? I think it all started when I did, uh, when I did the shoe block. Uh -huh. When I blocked the shoe with one hand, and then <laughs> I came out and said what I said then. And then I did the dance when I got the and one. Mm -hmm. And then this, yeah, th those were my, like, biggest three moments within my year. This Which year. is funny, because everyone on there on social media is trying to make it, you know, trying to bash you and, and make it a negative thing. Yeah. But listen. You get into that bag. Now it's a million, yeah. so now the bag's different. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for it. Who, who's some of your, uh, your t like, the coolest followers that you have? Like, big names. Like, dang, this person just Drake, followed me. Drake, that was my biggest. I was like, oh, my God, Drake followed me. Does Drake follow you? Nah, Drake don't Ooh. follow me. Drake follow you? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, so you got but Drake I, number but I, one. I wasn't expecting Drake to follow me, so. <laughs> I love Kevin Durant. That's my KD. that's my favorite player. Um, dang, I've had so many. I'm, Beyonce? You know, she don't nah, follow not, nobody. Not mm -mm. Beyonce ain't following nobody. DJ Khaled? No. Do you remember when I followed you? I think when I, was I in Maryland? Yeah, yes, I you think them. so. Yes. Yeah, I was at Maryland when you followed Just threw your name in there. I think I'm like, I think Khaled, yeah. Brandon Maybe. Marshall. Brandon Marshall, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm just dropped No, when you followed me, I was like, okay, like, what's, what, we going on the, I'm going on the show, or what, what's going on? There you go. Did, I was like, I saying? need to get on the show. I just, I just like how you finagled no, your way No, I just want to say, I want to <laughs> say, Drake, I was first. No, you was. You know what I'm saying? Future, Khaled, who else nah, you No, you was. Yeah. Beyonce. No. Don't, I was first. The beehive will come for you. Don't come for Beyonce. Beyonce, I was first. Who else? Who <laughs> Lil else? Wayne. Was you? Lil Wayne. I, did I follow you before Wayne? Yeah. What about Shaq? Did he follow you before Shaq? Shaq just, I had his number. Ben had his number. He just started following me two days ago. Oh. Uncle Shaq was acting out. I was like. They called me Soldier Boy. Why? They'll probably do this too, because I'm always first. Okay. Before <laughs> before we let you go, I want you to fill in this blank for me. Two fill in the blanks for me. One, this past year has been a blessing. Mm. Okay. And this next year will be. Ooh. I don't know. Uh I hope more blessings to come. For sure, I know more blessings will come. Um, I think I've been through so much and within my career, and I've I've seen it all. So now I'm just at the point where anything that comes at me, I'm I'm ready for. Mm. For sure. I love I love how I you love answer that. that. Um, mental health is important to us. Right. And I really for I want to sure. end the show this way. We we do a lot of check-ins. Mm -hmm. um, you know where you at one to ten. So I do want to get you, you know, to answer that. Like where are you at one to ten? 
but if you can speak to uh, mental health, mental fitness, and your relationship with it, yeah. um, I, I think our audience would, would really appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like right now I'm at like a nine. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's never perfect, for sure. I mean, I see negative things, but I don't read them. I don't go looking or searching. I think the biggest thing for me within this past year was this is my first time getting close to God, like actually praying and reading devotions every day. I have somebody on staff that I pray with every before every game. Mm -hmm. um, this off season, I'm going to be going to church more. So, also, and another thing, like writing things down, mm -hmm. writing my thoughts down, even if you feel like you don't want to say it right then and there, have it written down, and just I think that has helped me a lot. Just journaling, mm -hmm. that's just something that's journaling been, is big. I it's love big. journaling. Yeah. Me Manifestation. Too. No, what, and I have like a like I sometimes. I have like a, an account on my Instagram where I can just talk to myself and like just go back and like read on things that I went through. Mm. Like posting, I'll post on my, like maybe like 2020 I've been through this and just seeing how much I've grown from that and how I was feeling mentally there and just seeing some days when I just look at like, you've been through worse, like you're, you're, you're fine. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I wanted to talk about that because a lot of times we don't see what our athletes are going through mm -hmm. off the court, off the field when they're injured, those are some of the toughest moments you can face. You start questioning yeah. yourself. I hurt my hip, I had my third hip surgery, or maybe it was my second hip surgery. I was in pain and I thought my career was over. And the only thing that I could do to kind of ease the pain was go run on a banged up hip. And I ran the farthest I ever ran the whole time I was crying. I ran like five, six miles in the whole time tears just coming down my eyes because I'm like, man, this is over. And I was trying to will myself to uh, health and yeah. back on the field, right? Um, and there's a lot of athletes that go through it, you know, mm -hmm. so every time I see one of our athletes go down, like I always try to, you know, reach out. But of course, a lot of us have people hitting us up and pulling on us. So, you know, mental health is a big thing. Sure. We talk about it all the time. Ashley, you know, you take care of yourself with Pilates and <laughs> Oh my God, I want to try Pilates. Pilates is That's amazing, is it? girl. Yes. Really? I, I want to go day. tone my body. You go every day? I, no, I go twice a week. Don't exaggerate. It's every day. Do you like it though? <laughs> I do. I do it in between like weight training also. Okay. So yeah. I wouldn't recommend that being your only form of exercise. No, I need something not. new. Like, but I mean, I'm great. taking my time like, The way right you now. see yeah. your body transforming, you're really? using muscles that like you never even knew existed. How long have you been doing it? Like the past month. I'm really new to it. Like I was a yoga person but then I got bored and then but um yeah Pilates is great I'm gonna try that you should do it I'm it's great it. and it's just you I go in there it's new. tranquil it's just 50 minutes just you the machine it's do you have like a like we have one here that's like with hot yoga like it's Lo like yes, yes hot yoga what is amazing. it called it's like a place that I forgot what it's called you're probably talking about like true fusion or something like that I think there's a place around here that they yeah. have like something like yeah, that. yeah I love hot yoga yeah. um and these are things that we do outside yeah. of the resistance yeah, training yeah, yeah. and the yeah, just, jumping and yeah. all of that other stuff that we do um, amazing show. Amazing show. Um, you are our second athlete to grace paper route. First woman, though. Oh, thank you. That's right. Mm -hmm. A lot of firsts. You're just like me. A lot of firsts. Oh, my um, gosh. Make sure you guys subscribe. <laughs> make sure you guys comment, like, follow us on Instagram, TikTok. Follow our beautiful ladies here as well. Um, support is needed. And then when you launch your brand, yeah. uh, we would love to make sure... We celebrate that and highlight that, and we're gonna push all the traffic there because I think you should start your own products and not partner with all these other d brands. And when you launch that edge control, sign me up. I'm gonna, oh yeah, you're gonna be my first model. There you go. Here we go, paper route. See Thank you guys, guys tomorrow. Love.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.